Nathan, Nat and Sean podcast. A show called Take His Legs, very heartwarming tale. That's good. Is on, on, and the star of the show, Mm. well, is Adam Hills. But there's quite the story to tell. There's a lot of other stars of the show as well. Good morning, Adam. (laughs) Good morning. You're exactly right. I thought I was going to be the star of this show. (laughs) Turns out I'm not. (laughs) I like the look of this, Adam. It looks like it's going to give me all warm and fuzzies, but yet with some laughs. Yeah, so it's the, basically a couple of years ago I found out there was a disability rugby league team about to form up in England. Yeah. And I, I hadn't I played rugby league until I was about thirteen. But turns out having one leg is makes it really hard to get into the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure man. Sorry? Go figure, that's just crazy, isn't it? I know, right? So then when I found out that there was a disability rugby league team in England and it was like a two hour train ride from where I live, but I thought I'm gonna I'm going to see if I can help them out a little bit. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to call a documentary maker who I know. Yeah. I thought, well, just take your camera because you never know. There might be a good story in this. And like I said, I thought it was going to be me being the hero, but <laughs> it just ends up becoming this story about this band of disabled brothers who all wanted to play rugby league but didn't know how, you know, didn't have the chance. We come together, we form a team, we play a few games. I get knocked out. One of the guys has to have his stump re-amputated after one of the games. Re-amputated? Oh, re-amputated. Yeah. Kind of bit more so wait, 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 you've been... Okay. Is that... What? Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, he did himself so much damage. Yes, he had to go and have a re-amputation. So wait, it was but, already cut off and they cut it off again. So, yeah, so, so, so basically maybe a bit shaved up. a bit off the stump. Yeah. No, right. but he would have been so much, so proud of how much stump he had. <laughs> I mean, you got a stump, <laughs> you want to flaunt it, don't you? You do, Sean. He kept coming to training on crutches while he was, like, you know, healing. And his wife was so worried that he would start to play <laughs> prematurely and do more damage. She hid his leg. <laughs> his prosthetic leg. You know what? That is that is a real <laughs> fantastic part of um, that life, isn't it, Sean? Imagine that if Megan didn't, Megan didn't want you to go yeah. and do something the day that she, she hides your leg. leg. <laughs> well, that would happen often, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, Has I anyone know. ever hidden your foot, Adam? Uh, <laughs> no, but I did have, when I was a kid, yeah. I took it off and I left it, it, I put it on my bed and it fell off and it, it ended up sticking out from behind my bed. <laughs> and I went off, because I can kind of walk without it, so I went off to have a swim. And I came back and I heard my grandmother talking to someone, but I knew she and I were the only people at home. And it turns out she saw my leg sticking out from behind the bed, thought it was me, <laughs> was having a full conversation with me. <laughs> she thought you were hiding. So your grandmother was just talking to your That's foot. So good. <laughs> okay, That's and, amazing. And of course, I walked up. I walked up behind her and said, who are you talking about, Sue? And she nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on here? Some good she looks over in the kitchen and there's your arm waving. Yeah. She's, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Adam, when you stopped playing rugby at 13, how difficult was that for that period? Because it would, for all kids, you know, start playing some sport. It's a passion. Yeah, yeah it, was tr- it was really tricky. It was just kind of one of those things. I was playing tennis as well at the same time. So I guess all, all my focus became about tennis and you know, no. The other thing was, no one wanted to tackle the kid that had like carbon graphite legs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was probably doing them more damage than it was me. So I guess I just I took all that energy and I I put it into tennis and I ended up playing A grade and I became yeah. tennis coach. But yeah, but I think nice. because of that, because of that, I mean, there was always this unfulfilled thing in the back of my head. So as soon as I got the chance, and the, <laughs> the thing is, you'll see in the documentary. The first thing we did was have a publicity day in Warrington where. We all got fully kitted up and played against the first grade team. 
And that is like, once you've done that, it, it, I was like being a 10-year-old again yeah, in the wow. dressing sheds playing against actual first-grade yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the amount of carbon limbs that will be on a team <laughs> and on an opposing team, is that? Yeah. Do you have to play around that? Is there different rules to that? Because that is super and, dangerous. Yeah, Can you get insurance? Take, yep. Yeah, <laughs> what's point. the deal with that? Does that change the game? It, it does a bit. Well, the thing is, in, in New South Wales, where the sport started, if you've got a prosthetic, then you wear... Because part of the game is some people wear red shorts, which mean they're non-contact. Right. Oh, okay. So oh. they can tag you or you can tag them. And it's, that's more for people with, like, spinal injuries or brain injuries. Okay, yes. yep. Yeah. In Sydney, if you've got a prosthetic, you play in red shorts. But we didn't want to do that in England. So what I did, I ended up going online and I bought some mixed martial arts shin pads. And I strap one to the front of the prosthetic and one to the back. And that way, if anyone tackles it, they're not going to do themselves any damage. So basically, oh, okay. you've strapped two pillows to your leg and you're right <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, I did experiment with a massive roll of bubble wrap. <laughs> I bubble wrap myself to face Mitch Marsh in the nets yeah. um, for cricket. Yeah, you yeah. Do it right. doesn't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. Yeah. It was worth a shot. Yeah. Hey, Hilsey, how's lockdown going for you, mate? At the moment, we know in you're Melbourne. in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. So so my wife and I came down. She her family have a a place down the coast. So we came down during the holidays before the lockdown was announced. Oh. Yeah. So and we're trying to keep up with all the rules. So the rules are: if you're from Melbourne, you've come away, and lockdown's been announced. You now have to live as if you're in lockdown. Okay. Um. And it was my 50th birthday last Friday, so it was the quietest oh, birthday. I saw ever. the little oh, candle oh. in the baklava, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, how disappointing. Just a candle in a tiny little baklava. <laughs> but you know what? So my wife did an amazing thing. She spent, when she knew we were going to be, you know, isolating, she basically got messages from all my friends around the world uh, wishing me happy birthday, but anyone that was vaguely famous as well. So as well as all my mates and all my rugby mates, there was like Russell Crowe, Whoopi Goldberg, Jimmy Barnes, no. all these lovely 50th birthday messages and all these people that I wouldn't have seen if I'd had a party. Yes. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that's, that's how, are friend, how, are you, how are you friends with Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> what happened there? Oh, so I met her. We performed together at the Royal Variety Performance um, in 2009 for the Queen and... The, the person I most wanted to meet that night was Whoopi Goldberg. And I think comedians have this way of bonding. And she came over to me afterwards and started talking about my set. And we've been mates ever since. Whenever we're in the same city, we catch up and she's met my daughters. And Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, okay. You might be able to answer this for me. I've always had this fact about Whoopi and I've never known if it's true or not. I've heard that yeah. Whoopi is naturally hairless. So <laughs> she's like, she doesn't like, she's got her hair on her head. Yes. But like on her legs and her bodies and stuff like that. And um, What can you tell us, Adam? Is she naturally is she smooth to touch? I'm going to be honest, we're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you see her, can you do a little bit of homework and get back to it? Yeah, yeah, a bit more investigating <laughs> yeah. than Whoopi, thanks. That's all I'm going to think about. All Run your hand about. seductively up her leg. <laughs> Just feel her for stubble. Sure Just feel her for stubble next time. Thank you. I'll text it. I'll text her now and find out. Because <laughs> if she doesn't have hair in lockdown, she's never having hair. Know. You know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Get more Nathan, Nat and Sean weekdays from 6 on Nova 937.